The Green Bay Packers missed the postseason in 2022. So what can we learn from the teams that made the postseason in 2022 for the Packers to try and get back to the playoffs? How can they make their team better? How can they imitate the success of the teams that actually made it? We talk about that, what it means for their roster, plus our very first Mock Draft Monday of the 2023 offseason. Let's go. You are locked on Packers. I feel like we can run the table. Do. Your daily Green Bay Packers podcast. Rodgers gets out. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Floats it. Your team. Oh, every day. Touchdown. You are locked on Packers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Peter Bukowski and I cover the Packers for The Leap. A newsletter I would love for you to subscribe to. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers, the number one Packers podcast on the internet. And the show for fans who know what happened, they want to know why and how. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks Daily Fantasy, the right way. Use the promo code Locked On, and you can get an instant deposit match up to $100 on that first deposit. Use that promo code Locked On to get the deposit match. Mock Draft Monday is here. We'll get to that at the end of the show. Send me your mock drafts. Tag them, Mock Draft Monday. All that good stuff. We will retweet them from the Locked On Packers Twitter account. But in order to inform the Mock Draft Monday. We haven't done a deep dive on the Packers needs and we're going to do that and we're going to spend a whole show, maybe multiple shows going over the the big areas of need and and in years past we've done shows dedicated to whole position groups. Say okay, we've identified these three or four areas and so we're going to deep dive into those areas, what went wrong, where you can go from here, all that stuff. I want to focus this, though, this search on the Packers as it relates to the other teams in the playoffs and what you need in order to be a playoff team in 2023. So the first thing that really jumps out to me, and look, this is a small sample size. I understand that. But I'm going to take the sample size that we have really as a way to frame some of the issues that I see with the Packers and I look out at these other teams and I go, look at what they're able to do and what a luxury it is or what an imperative it is to be able to play the way that they play and if the Packers could play that way, they would be better for it. The most glaring thing to me is the middle of the field passing it. Watch the, well, first of all, watch any team. That first game, Seahawks 49ers, how many passes, especially for the 49ers, are in the middle of the field? And how many of them are just get the ball out in space Now, first of all, the play design creates space. How many guys for Brock Purdy are running wide? I mean, butt naked open. A lot. That's play design. 
but it is also a certain style of offense. We're going to talk about that style coming up. They will attack the middle of the field. And one of the reasons why they will attack the middle of the field is they have a tight end who is unbelievable. George Kittle can block. He can catch. He can run after catch. He is the complete tight end package. They got him in the fifth round. And they just had him on ice most of the season. And then all of a sudden, lately, they busted him out. And now he's a destroyer of worlds. And you can do the same thing. Debo, a little crossing around. Bang, get in the ball. Get in the ball in space. Brandon Ayuk, get in the ball in space. Little, little crosser, little dig, little deep over. And let him just go to work. They have guys that can do that. Look at the next game. You know who doesn't have guys that can do that? The Chargers. Life has to be hard for the Chargers. Joe Lombardi makes Justin Herbert do everything. And it's not unlike the Packers offense. I was watching a lot of this, this football over the weekend going, the Packers make offense more difficult. And one of the reasons is they don't, in part because Aaron Rodgers has for a couple years now, and maybe longer than that, been allergic to throwing to the middle of the field. They haven't attacked the middle of the field. Well, Trevor Lawrence has Evan Ingram. Evan Ingram is a matchup nightmare in the slot as an inline tight end. How many times were they able to just get him matched up one-on-one on a linebacker and he wins across the field? It's just him versus space. It's not even coverage because even in man, he's just running to openness because they, they vacated the area and so all he has to do is run to the green grass. That is such a valuable weapon. And the Chargers, they have a pretty pretty like reliable, useful tight end in Gerald Everett, but they use him to run like corners and, and like not attack the middle of the field, which is really what you want your tight end, especially in the modern offense, to be doing. You know, the Packers, Christian Watson, they used him more in the slot later in the season against the Lions. He was in the slot a ton. He was number three in the trips. He was doing a lot of different interesting things. And he was one of the most productive um, slot receivers in the league on a yard per route run basis. He just didn't get that many opportunities there. They used him a ton vertically from the slot. Well, you'd like to be able to use Christian Watson in other ways. You'd like to have a player whose race on Detra is to attack the middle of the field, a move tight end a big slot, maybe maybe a little slot, but someone whose job it is to just get open in the middle of the field. The Packers don't have that. Not really. And they haven't in a really long time, actually. Probably since Jermichael Finley. Big Bob Tunyon took advantage of the space that was created by play design and other people. But especially this season, you could see the the, the juice just wasn't there. They don't have that guy who can threaten teams in the middle of the field vertically. I've talked about this, I don't know, for years now. They have to find a solution to this. And it has to be twofold. It has to be starting with play design because you can manufacture opportunities for guys. I mean, the, the 49ers do it for Juwan Jennings. He's not a special athlete. He's not you know flying by guys. But they're able to scheme up opportunities for him to then go run and catch. Same with Brandon Ayuk. Give him a clean release and, and clear out space in zone coverage. 
and you've got an opportunity to hit him and go. That requires play design, that requires personnel, and that requires a quarterback who's willing to play that way. All of those things are related and connected. And that, that moves into my second piece here, which is the ability to manufacture offense without elite weapons. You cannot watch the Detroit Lions and the New York Giants and say those two teams, right, have equal talent. They don't. And I bring up the Lions because that was the last team the Packers played. The Packers also faced the Giants this year. They couldn't stop Darius Slayton and Richie James and Daniel Bellinger and Saquon Barkley. Not exactly a murderer's row of pass-catching weapons. The, the Jaguars, Evan Ingram is, you know, kind of a cast-off. Never lived up to the, the, to the premium draft capital billing. Christian Kirk, that was that signing was made a mockery of. Zay Jones, like those are not, those are fine, useful players. They should not be good enough to come back from 27-0 in a playoff game against a, a pretty good defense. From four turnovers to come back to win. But they were able to manufacture enough, and your quarterback is able to do enough. And the 49ers are the best example of it, but they have explosive weapons. So it's much easier to manufacture things when you have explosive weapons. So that's that's that part of it. But all these teams were able to do it. You look at what these backup quarterbacks, Skylar Thompson, they scored 30 points because Mike Kosicki and Jalen Waddell and Tyreek Hill and Scheme, they were able to create advantages. Those guys are good. But it did not take premier quarterback play. Daniel Jones did not require Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, Peyton Manning level quarterback play to beat the Vikings, those frauds. He played well, but he used his athleticism, more on this in a moment, and he, he ran the offense. He pushed the buttons. Look at how many button pushing quarterbacks are still alive. More than you would think. So I think, I think this is something that the Packers investment in weapons is part of this middle of the field, especially and investment in opportunity, which is to say schematic advantages and the middle of the field is a big part of that. It is, it is the place to create matchup advantages in the NFL right now. And the Packers have to find a way to get in on that. Today's episode brought to you by our friends at Prize Picks. Prize Picks is Daily Fantasy. Daily Fantasy made easy. Daily Fantasy done the way it is supposed to be done because it's just you against the number, just you against the pick from Prize Picks. Something like Joe Burrow passing yards, something like Jamar Chase receiving yards, and they decide on the number, and you decide if that player is going to produce more or less than that number. And you put a couple players together and you've got a lineup. You can do it in 30 seconds. 45 seconds, I don't know. Under a minute for sure. Doesn't take that long at all. And you can win up to 10 times your money. And right now, use the promo code locked on and you can get 100% deposit bonus up to $100 on that first deposit. What are you waiting for? It's it's free. Just use the promo code. 
You don't have to do anything else and they're gonna give you money. How many places are just gonna give you money for typing in a thing? This is not like one of those Instagram giveaways where you know you're, where they're saying, oh, you're gonna win a Lamborghini. No, you're not. Pricepix will give you money. Just use the promo code locked on. And today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp Online Therapy. BetterHelp Online Therapy is a tool that you can use no matter what you're going through, no matter what is going on in your life, just to be a better version of yourself. You don't have to feel like anything in particular. You don't, there's no requirements for therapy to be able to help you. And you may not feel like you have it as bad as other people, or maybe you feel like no one has it worse than you. That's okay. The people at BetterHelp want to help you. They want to help you get on track. They want to help you stay on track. Or they want to help you find the track that you can walk moving forward. That's the great thing about having help. That's all it is. Help. Everyone deserves to feel their best. This is the world's largest online therapy service. They're matched millions of people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online. No waiting room, no traffic, no endless searching. BetterHelp does the work for you. Get unstuck with BetterHelp. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash locked on. That's betterhelp.com slash locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. Subscribe to Locked On NFL and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories plus in-depth analysis on the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday and Monday. Your local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. So I mentioned this ability to manufacture offense. Well, another great thing to do when you're manufacturing offense is to have a quarterback whose athleticism can can win on its own, or maybe not on its own, but in a, it can, can be an additional point of improvement for you. So someone like Daniel Jones, you don't need a quarterback who you can run quarterback power with, although... The Giants do it and the Bills do it. But watch Trevor Lawrence. They, they they didn't run him a bunch. They didn't call designed runs. He's not out there running quarterback draws or anything like that. But his movement skills, especially at his size, are special. They can get him on the move. You don't need an offensive line to be perfect. The Giants offensive line is not perfect because you can roll Daniel Jones out. You can put Daniel Jones anywhere in terms of throwing on the run or half rolls or look, you can run quarterback power or they ran the Statue of Liberty play. Like there are a lot of different ways that you can deploy someone like Daniel Jones that you can deploy someone like Josh Allen. Now it helps Josh Allen is an incredible passer. You have to be able to beat teams from inside the pocket too. That's essential. So it's not just the legs. We saw Justin Fields set an NFL record for rushing yards. They couldn't win because he couldn't win from the pocket. And I don't know that he'll ever be able to win from the pocket. So that's not useful. You need to be able to do both. If you're not, and I tweeted this out. If you can't beat teams from inside the pocket and with your legs, you are short an advantage that the best teams have. 
Patrick Mahomes can do it. Josh Allen can do it. Daniel Jones, who is not one of the best quarterbacks, but he can do it. That makes them really tough to prepare for because he can beat you with his legs. And so for me, this plays into how you plan moving forward. It used to be absolutely death for teams to get out of their rush lanes against Aaron Rodgers because he'd make you pay. He'd hit that back foot. He'd see you too far upfield. He'd take off and it'd be 15 yards before you knew what happened. He was fast. He was really good. And now that escapability is gone. It's gone. 2014, Aaron Rodgers scores at the goal line against the Lions on that first possession. He gets to the pylon. That's not what he does anymore. So he has to he has to be a killer from the pocket. Well, he wasn't this year. So, to what degree are you giving up an opportunity? Not having a quarterback who's going to do that. If you want to be Joe Burrow and win from the pocket all the time, great. But Joe Burrow also can take off and make plays with his legs. We don't really see Aaron Rodgers doing that anymore. That's that is something that's in Jordan Love's bag. Also, things like post snap RPOs, zone reads, designed quarterback runs. He's not, you know, gonna fool anybody into thinking that he's Michael Vick. But we we've seen it in the preseason, in the regular season, in the in the opportunities that Jordan Love has had to play. We've seen. His athleticism, he can create outside of structure. He can make throws on the run. He can use his legs to pick up first downs. You don't have to be Kyler Murray. You don't have to break off 60-yard Justin Fields runs. You have to be able to win from the pocket, and you have to be able to use your feet as a value add. To me, that has to play into the way that you feel about moving forward with Aaron Rodgers. We'll see if that's the decision the Packers want to make. The last thing that I want to add here is it goes with the first point that I made, that middle of the field offense. You need to have a matchup defender. You need to have that guy who, when you have a player that you can put in the middle of the field, who can make those plays, that can go take care of it. So you see TJ Hawkinson, right? The linebacker, off-ball linebacker and safeties for the Giants, that's a, that's a weakness for them. They don't have the best guys there. And so TJ Hawkinson killed them. Now, the Chargers theoretically have the guys at least at safety, Derwin James is the matchup guy, but they want to put him all over the place. So what you don't want to do is take a player who is so great everywhere that now you're forced to say, okay, now you have to cover Evan Ingram all day. You don't want to do that. The off-ball linebackers for the Chargers, this, is, this has been an issue for them. That's why they've used a premium pick on Kenneth Murray, who has not been what they needed him to be. And... When you look at the Vikings, who just wanted to play a bunch of zone coverage, they didn't have guys communicating in the middle of the field. They're blowing coverages, guys running wide open 
And part of that is because they don't have the bodies to play a little bit more man coverage or to create these combo coverages and have some part of it is also that the, the Giants don't have a guy to take out. So like when you have Jair Alexander, you can put him on Justin Jefferson. That's always a card you have to play. Well, no, the Giants didn't have that offensive player, but the Vikings don't really have that kind of defensive player either. That's not ever been Harrison Smith's game. He is an incredibly rangy, savvy, instinctive player who is awesome as a lurk defender, a robber defender, a center field player when he wants to be, a deep half player making plays, coming down. Rob, like he can he can do a little bit of everything, but you're not just going to be like, hey, Harrison Smith, you're going to have to run with Evan Ingram all day. Or you're going to have to play with Travis Kelsey. Like That's not what you want him doing. And it's the same with Eric Kendricks. He is a really smart, really instinctive player, a lot of speed, can move around, a great read and react linebacker. You're not just going to say, if they had to, you know, like when the, when TJ Hawkins was on the Lions, you're not just going to say, okay, you've got him today. But look at a team like the Patriots. They Their defense played way above its head seemingly this season. They have Kyle Duggar. And he does a lot for them, but he also can just be the tight end eraser. Those kinds of players, the, the Tyron Matthews, now, he, he doesn't do it anymore, but there was a point in his career where it was just like, okay, this is your guy now. The Bills have a slew of DBs that they can use. Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tron Johnson, who they can say, okay, you're going to play in the slot against this guy all day. They have the bodies. Doesn't mean they're going to stop Travis Kelsey, but they have the body types, the player types to do it. And for the Packers... Is that Darnell Savage? They got to figure that part out. What are they going to do there? That's an interesting question, but to have a matchup defender, and maybe it's Quay Walker eventually, because he is someone that we saw in man coverage at Georgia. I mean, Traylon Burks had a, had a nice rookie season when he played. He had some, Quay Walker had some reps against Burks where he blanketed him in man coverage. Maybe eventually that's the move because then it's very much like the Derwin James situation where you have someone like Devondre Campbell. You want him in the middle of the field. You want him patrolling that underneath zone. So now you can take Quay and just match him up. Okay, TJ, you got TJ Hawkinson today. When he's in the slot, that's your guy. You're not gonna, you're not gonna play man coverage, you know, 60, 70% of the time or anything like that. But at least on third and eight, if you wanna play man, you have a guy that you trust to go do that. And we saw it at various times this year. Quay Walker running on a wheel with Saquon Barkley. Like, Saquon Barkley, go watch that Vikings game. He was explosive. He There were times this season when he was healthy, he looked as explosive as he's ever looked. Maybe not quite peak Saquon. But for Quay to be able to run with him down the field, I think that speaks to his athletic ability. And so the Packers, they sort of have to figure out, okay, can it be Quay? What is Darnell Savage's relationship to the slot? Is he, an, is he a nickel? Is he a safety? Like, what's the situation there? To have a guy who they could do that with. They thought, like, last year, Mark Andrews exposed Darnell Savage. Because, like, that's not really what you want him doing all the time. I think you can do it. I think he's actually better, frankly, covering receivers than tight ends because he's a little undersized. He's 5'11", 190, 195. So... Maybe you want him playing more of that slot role, that Chauncey Gardner-Johnson role. We'll see what the Packers decide.
All right, we're going to get to our mock draft Monday. Before we do that, today's episode brought to you by the Ultimate Football GM. Ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you because you get to empower yourself or empower your coaches, in this case, your personnel people, to make every decision possible. The right coaches, the right players, the right scouting staff, the right concession stands, the right prices to give you the money and the cash flow that you need to sign the right players. It's all there. You get to be Mark Murphy. You get to be Brian Gutekinds. You get to be Russ Ball. You get to play all of the roles in a football team at the top, making all those important decisions. Use the promo code Locked on to get a 100% free boost to your franchise. Use that promo code locked on. You can go to the website, ultimate-gm.com and look it up or go to the app store, Ultimate GM. That's ultimate-gm.com and get that 100% boost when you use the promo code locked on. And thanks for making Locked On Packers your first listen. For your second listen, check out Locked On NFL. Bring you the local insights you love, the national spotlights with the daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories. Locked On NFL available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. All right, Mock Draft Monday. Um, so with, with all of this in mind, I use the Pro Football Focus Simulator. They're not quite up to date because there are some guys in there that have gone back to school that are... Uh, not not um, out of the mock yet, but at pick 15, I got Brian Branch, the safety from Alabama. He is that matchup player. He can play in the slot. I think he can play deep, but he's someone who can play near the line of scrimmage. He's an extra defensive back who you can just play anywhere. I think he's going to test well. He is a terrific tackler. I have not done my full deep dive on these guys yet, but this is based on you know what what little I know which is basically from following all of the draft coverage all season and then watching college football. I pick 45. I got Andre Carter, the edge from Army. He's a an absolute like uh, outlier size person. He's 6'7". Um, he has played, I think, between 240 and 260. He's got arms. He looks like Kevin Durant playing football. Like He is incredibly long, incredibly explosive. He's relatively raw, but incredibly productive. And to get that extra guy, I think like if you wanted to put on 20 pounds, you could play him, you know, at defensive end. Um, at five technique, you could play him a little bit of everywhere. And and I think if you just let him go, just unleashed him a little bit, he could he could really be a fun piece in this Packers defense. At 78, I have Sam Laporta, the tight end from Iowa. They have to get a tight end. They have to get a tight end. They have Josiah DeGuara. We'll see if Mercedes Lewis comes back. I, I kind of think he will if Aaron Rodgers comes back. And in that Kevin Clark piece, we had Kevin Clark on to talk about it. Mercedes Lewis said, it's not Aaron Rodgers that he's still playing for. It's Matt LaFleur. He just loves playing for Matt LaFleur. And so we'll see what Sam Laporta, you know, is not as a speed guy necessarily, not going to like blow you away, but is really solid. And is is sort of a, a Packers type. Plus, you you just are going to bet on Iowa tight ends. Like, they're going to block. They're going to catch. They're going to do everything you need them to do. And then uh, round four, don't, I'm not a, this is not a homer pick. This was actually the best player available on the board. Um, nose tackle Keanu Benton from University of Wisconsin. Um, 6'4". He's actually built a lot like Kenny Clark. 6'4", 290 with length. He even has the, the elbow brace like Kenny Clark. I think another guy like that, 
I think he can play end. Like I know he played the nose for Wisconsin. I think he could play three. I think he played five tech. I think he could be, he could move around the line. He's got the, the kind of ability. If, in fact, if you look at him, he's not really built like a nose tackle. So I kind of like that you could, you could move him around, like play Kenny Clark more at the three, play Kenny Clark more on the outside, loop him around, do, do fun stuff with him. If you want getting that flexibility would be fun. All right. First mock draft of the year. I'm going to do more homework every week from here on out. The tape watching begins this week on the players. Um, and, and we'll start to talk about them more. Uh, the combine is coming up here in a couple weeks, about a month away. And, uh, that then we'll have a lot more information on all of this. We'll get to start to figure out Packers types. They love their athletes. And so we'll have more information on all of that. Um, back tomorrow, America's guest, Jason Hershorn is on the show talking, uh, our PFWA ballots. Um, and a lot more fun to get to in the coming weeks. Follow me on Twitter, Peter underscore Bukowski. Follow the podcast on Twitter, Locked on Packers. Like us on Facebook. Subscribe to the podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Wherever you find podcasts, you will find Locked on Packers. And anytime you want to come hang out with us live, we'll be live if there's any news to do, like Aaron Rodgers is back or Aaron Rodgers retires or Jordan Love is traded or anything big like that. Um, we will be live for that on YouTube so you can stay Locked on Packers.